You are listening to Jair, 88FM. Howdy folks and welcome to another edition of 10K Radius brought to you by MGM Productions every Friday at 10 o'clock till noon on Jair 88FM. This is Gary, he's Max and we're missing Morris, or minor Morris. What microphone are you on Mendel? I'm on microphone 2 Gary. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. And a good morning to you. And hey, good morning. Good morning to all the listeners to 10K Radius. We're back again. My we never sleep. <laughs> oh, I did have a good sleep last night. I'm still half asleep, though. But, yeah, yeah so you weren't the winner of the big uh, Powerball last night, Gary. No, I won $11.80. Well, there's a win. A win is a win. It cost me 26 bucks <laughs> to win $11.80. Uh, You've got to be in it to win it. Yeah. Two winners, I believe, sharing. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Well, I one. saw one. One only. Oh, the one. previous one they shared. Anyway, we're missing Morris. We're missing Morris, so we're Morris Minor. <laughs> a minor Morris. So Minus Morris. Yeah. It's not the new brand of car, but he's away doing... Geschäften. Geschäften. Yeah, very busy man. In Mirza Hashem, he'll be back next week. And if you're listening, Morris, hug Sameach. And I hope you're, you're enjoying the hug. And uh, Gary, it's the last day of Sukkot today. Is it? Yeah, Hashanah Rubber, it's known as. It's the last. Is it a Yontif today? It's a minor Yontif, but there's big shul services ha- uh, taking place now. I'll talk about it in depth later. It's the last day for um, shaking the Lulav and taking the Arba Minim. And Shmini Atzeret tonight. Correct, Gary. And Simchas Torah on Sunday. Yes, Saturday night into Sunday. Simchat Torah. Simchat Torah. Zman Simchas Seinah. This is the festival they're rejoicing coming to an end, Gary, on Sunday evening. Before we go into what's in the program, we'll play the disclaimer. And it's not that Scottish group either. The Proclaimers. Proclaimers, 500 miles. They had a big yeah. hit with that. That was about their only one, wasn't it? Uh, one other run after that. That was it. However, here's our disclaimer. 13 seconds worth. J-Air is not responsible for the views and opinions expressed by its presenters or guests. J-Air presents a wide variety of views and opinions, which is to the benefit and purpose of community radio. Our guests on the phone this morning will be Justine Sless, comedian, author... And General Kvetcher in the Rye. And former presenter on J.S. former presenter on J.S. 
Graduate Slash, she had a program, yeah. I think it was called. I think it A couple of years ago. Yep, 12, 12 noon till 1 p.m. And it followed this program. Which was at that stage called Geltfinger, I think, it no. in the early days. Was it? Yeah. Sean Ferguson. <laughs> Geltfinger with Rod Meyer and yourself. Oh, that, yeah, yes. And then Nathan. Nathan came on board and then it became uh, 10K Radius, yes. So she's on at quarter past ten, so we'll just gamble on until... We've got uh, about, what, ten minutes to talk? Yes. Uh, Anyway, let's see what's on the program today. There's an alarm going on my telephone. Says Justine, don't forget to call her. <laughs> okay, um, so well, I didn't do days of the year celebrations, did you? I've got a couple here, Gary. There's quite a few. I'll just quickly uh, run give you a couple. That horrid daylight saving started last mm-hmm. Sunday morning at two o'clock. Yeah. That's why I feel tired. I've got one hour <laughs> less sleep. Yeah. What about all the rain we've been having the last yes, few days? Floods you know, in the floods in Gippsland and bushfires prior to that. And I see the Russians uh, sent a missile into a Ukraine village, killing fifty-one people. And Mr. Putin, and I use the words advisedly, said it wasn't us. I don't think the Ukrainians would have blown themselves up yeah. just to get world sympathy. Uh, he, he, You're not believable, Mr. Putin. <laughs> that's his disclaimer today, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah wasn't yeah. us. We didn't start the war, he said. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. He's an inconsequential human being with a lot of power. Okay. Error is kosher. Mm-hmm. And we'll have... Uh, Around the shtetl, some twatums if we can find them in place of Morris, some Yiddish, a few bits of humour, some music, the traditions of Shmini Atzeret and Simchas Torah, some shout outs, the return of the dreaded blower vac of 594 <laughs> Inkerman Road. Okay, yeah. And you yeah. mentioned before, Gary, a, a tribute to, uh, to Bubby to Bubby Yar is one. And I'll do also a tribute, the 50th uh, year, to commemorate the Yom Kippur War of 1973. I've got a, a feature on that later in the show. That so cost us, Gary, 2,700 soldiers died in that war, but more to come later. I'll do a yeah. feature, sh- a shtick, on the Yom Kippur War. And don't forget, it's Ramadan, all tied in with at that period of time and today, Gary, throughout the uh, world. Mm. It's also World Smile Day. There's, uh, let's see, they talk about those pearly whites. Smiling (laughs) when you're smiling. (laughs) When you're smiling, get those pearly whites out, Gary. Uh, Now, when I mention Ramadan, it also says today. Uh, In Egypt, Armed Forces Day, they commemorate the history and resilience of the Egyptian people on this special anniversary. They've got an Arabic name for it, I can't remember. Honduras, Discovery of America Day. Mm. Instead of commemorating Columbus's landing, the holiday compels Latin Americans to discover their indigenous heritage. 
I'll scroll through a couple of others, Gary. Kids Music Day. Kids Music Day. Mm. Gee, there's a lot for the 6th of October. Manufacturing Day. National Badger Day. There you go. Show your love and appreciation for this iconic animal, this National Badger Day. What's that movie? Famous movie with Tom Hanks in it, I think. Uh, some one of those actors with the badger. Oh. I can't remember. <laughs> I guess. And anyway, someone will ring it through. National Body Language Day. National Energy Geek Day. Gee, they've come up with some beauties today, Gary. National Mad Hatter Day. And uh, we'll give you one more. National Transfer Money to Your Daughter Day. You, oh, right. Uh, you, what that, happens if you don't have a daughter? <laughs> and it says here, you, you read that right? A day devoted to daughters getting extra pocket money from their parents. Oh, well, this is 10K radius. We don't give out money no. here. We give out kudos. The most important one is this one. Well, cerebral palsy day. CP is one of the most common physical disabilities affecting the most vulnerable among us children. Yep. That's it. National That's theme day. I stole it from you, Gary, today. You did steal it from me. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to call in, don't call in in the next few minutes because we're going to be talking to Justine Sless on the telephone and the f- telephone will be occupied and will go to voicemail. And I don't know how to work the voicemail, so don't call in for the next 15 or 20 minutes. But if you do like to call in, it's 9069-2086 or SMS your message to us, 0404556988. Don't forget to put your name on it, otherwise you'll be known as the last three digits of your message, 988. In this case, zero four zero four double five six nine double eight. Last week, we missed out on the commemoration of Babiar. Was the on the twenty ninth of September? So we'll just catch up now. Was the eighty second? commemoration of the massacre at Babriar around uh, 34,000 adults and children most of them Jews were killed at the Babriar ravine outside Nazi occupied Kiev on September the 29th and 30th most of them were shot and Babriar also known as Babinyar B-A-B-Y-N Yah, Y-A-R, was the scene of mass executions until 1943. Up to 100,000 people were killed there, including Jews, Roma and Soviet prisoners of war. The friendly Nazis again. Uh, President Zelensky visited the Babi Yar Memorial uh, on the 29th of September said a few words but uh, uh, it still astounds me and everyone at the depths of depravity humans can go to including you Mr. Putin so uh, 
our tribute to Baba Yar is just that, never forget. And as usual, our program is dedicated to the survivors and the victims of the Holocaust, the six million who cannot tell their story today. And in fact, Gary, the Germans tried to uh, cover up the whole operation. Uh, they used prisoners who were being held uh, in nearby concentration camps. And, uh, yeah, not a good time. No. And uh, we shall never forget these events, Gary, as you tell the listeners. No, neither should we. Uh, okay, I'll play some music. And we'll get Justine Sless on the line. Now which button am I going to press here? This one. <laughs> Thank you. 
was London Klezmer Quartet with a song called A Gute Nacht in Yiddish, A Good Night. Speaking of good nights, we have on the line Justine Sless, author, comedian and general Kvetcher and former J.E. host. G'day Justine, how you doing? G'day Gary, good. I'm here with Max. Good morning Justine. Remember Max? Hey Max. Bokatov and Hagsameach. It's uh, it's yeah, Hashana Rubber today. It's not yeah. on the calendar in, in some uh, <laughs> in a lot of places, but it's a minor festival. Later in the show, I'll talk about it more. And happy Friday to you. Happy Friday yeah. to everyone. <laughs> now, how long ago was it that you had? We're going to talk about your new book shortly. But how long ago was it that you had the program on? Jair. Hmm. I think it was around 2000. Oh, I don't know. 2017. 17. 16, I was going to say that, and then it felt too far, like too far away. It was like, what's that, six years? Yeah, I reckon, because I did my master's, remember? That's yes, why I gave I do up. Remember, yep. I just couldn't do the radio and do the study at the same time. Mm. Were about, you, yeah. about time you turned then. <laughs> Were you coming in by push bike at one stage, Justine, or am I wrong? Yes, I'll sometimes I'd do the Garden Vale <laughs> bike track run Yeah. Um, from wherever I was. I was in Preston at the time. Um, I'd do that most weeks, actually, or train it part train, part bicycle. Mm. I love a good bike ride. Oh, yeah. That would be about 20k from <laughs> the studio, Preston, to the studio. Yeah. And yeah, don't kind of get, did well, the wind <laughs> change direction on the way back? Was into your face? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was always a good ride. Out, and I loved doing the show. Like, it was such a joy. Mm. I mean, the training was weird. <laughs> Remember that day when you went, you just press that button, you're on air, you'll be right. See you later. <laughs> oh, we've got new software now. You press two buttons. Oh, I probably couldn't manage that then if there were two buttons. So in the past seven <laughs> I mean, years, in the past seven years, what have you been doing? Um. Oh, so I did my masters by research and creative writing at La Trobe, uh, which was about gender mean. and humour. Yeah, and then I. That got adapted into a book, um, Mistress of Mirth's Comedy Tour, which came out last year. Uh, I've moved house a couple of times. My kids are both adults. Um, off your hands? Or they, what was that? Are they off your hands now? Mm, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Are they ever? Justine, Justine. Um, I just wanted to ask you, you moved down to the Borish Belt or the Bagel Belt? No. No? Too convoluted. Not yet. Not okay. yet. I'm actually in Brunswick West. Oh, you're, you're coming closer. What's the equivalent, <laughs> so much closer. What, what's the equivalent of Borish Belt, Bagel Belt in Brunswick? Birkenstock Belt. Birkenstock, <laughs> not Bialystock. <laughs> when you go down to Brunswick, you feel like you're in Lebanon, I reckon. Along Sydney Road there, Yeah, Gary. that top end of Sydney Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ligon Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very much... I mean, the line is it's more Birkenstock than Bialystock. Maybe. <laughs> That's the line. 
Justine, is this yeah. your fifth book that we're going to talk fifth? about? Crikey. It's my second book. I've got five books that you've written here. Fetch in the Rye. <laughs> and your first <laughs> one was... Oh, shows. Ah, Funny Best Women. Shows. Okay, Funny Women. Was that the first book? Uh, Mistress of Mercy. Ah, right. Book. Okay. So I've written a lot of solo comedy shows, a lot. Probably at the last count, I was up to about 18 solo mm. comedy shows. Yeah. There's a book in every one. Well, some of the, some of the stories in Measured Silk are adaptations of comedy shows. Another one was Jewish Women of Words. I'm oh, that's um, that, that's the that's the website where oh. Jewish women who are worthy write. Ah, I see. Or, you know, put up posts. compilation of stories there. You should be doing well out of all this merchandising from your from your shows. You, <laughs> you should be making. There's it. no money in writing, no? Max. <laughs> no, not in this country. Oh, no, okay. I've still got a day job. Which is. I'm a social impact manager for um, a property developer. That sounds exciting. It is. It's great work, actually. So I work in new builds, new master plan communities, event engagement, grants, uh, procurement, um, work with First Nations, um, and kind of you know, um, aspirationally um, support the development of connected, healthy, vibrant communities. Oh, that sounds does sound exciting, dealing with people rather, yeah. rather than machines. And how do you deal with, deal with artificial intelligence and chatbots? And don't know I don't. I, no, wish I didn't have to. Oh. Is that full-time, um, Justine? <laughs> no, it's three days. I've kind of always, for the last, probably the last, oh, I don't know, like for a long time, three, four decades? No, three decades. Three decades. Only work part-time so that I can Do invest in my creative practice, whether that's comedy, performing or writing. Yeah. Now, speaking of creative practice, you've got a new book coming out this month. It says on your press statement, launching October 2023, Measured Silk and Other Stories. Is it all your work or is it an adaptation of other people's work? It's all my own work. And how many stories are there in the book? And what's, um, it, and what's it about? Um, I think there are about... 14 stories so they connect so it's called a short story cycle so there are scenes characters settings that appear and reappear and the collection is a is a meditation on loneliness what it feels like how we cope with it and um ways in which connecting with other people can help overcome loneliness why loneliness? Is it a big issue in society? I think it's absolutely is. It's absolutely at epidemic proportions. There's a lot of studies done on loneliness. 
the effect it has on you. Some say that it's worse than smoking. Um, I think in um, the, the, in in Australia we have a lot of kind of research and work done around loneliness and the effects and impact it has on people. I guess most of my working career I've done work that creates opportunities for people to connect. Um, and we know when we go through big life events, whether that's death or divorce, or we move houses, suburbs, cities, countries, um, that that lack of connection can have a profound and sometimes devastating effect on us. And what do you do about it? Mm. As individuals? Yeah, read my book. I guess my book is about kind of those small moments of connection in shopping malls, on trains, in streets and 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 how that can impact on somebody or really you know that we're all connected and we should make more effort to connect Did even you? just say good day to somebody in the street being on radio yeah. you know like any way that we can find to connect with each other you know some people don't speak to anybody you know all day or for days because they don't go to the bank anymore you can't, or well, you, can you go, go through an automated. Yeah, you but can you don't deal speak with a machine. Yeah, you can deal with a machine. Um, so much research is done around, um, you know, how we're more connected and yet disconnected. We're more connected via social media, but that compounds the feeling of being isolated and alone. Yes, I had occasion to buy something online or try to buy something online the other day and the product description wasn't sufficient for my liking so I called up the helpline and the helpline was a chat bot. Yeah. Eventually I got to speak to someone mm. and I felt very disconnected from the product I wanted to buy and I didn't buy it because mm. all they did was read from the... PDF that I downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. So they were treating in me the with U- disdain. Can a chatbot uh, feel disdain? Well, it probably doesn't Good. feel anything, but I did. Yeah. And frustrated yeah. and annoyed and upset. But you can't take that out on a machine. No. You probably take it out on driving around the streets with a skinful. Wow, okay, well that's pretty extreme, isn't it? No, I don't do that, but some people might. Yeah. Sorry, Justine, when we had a landline, we communicated. We'd ring our friends, we'd ring family, but nowadays people are texting or Facebook. They they show you all this mishigas, what they're doing. It's a different world out there. The digital world has affected uh, communication and relationships. Yeah. Profoundly. Does your book Profoundly. Su- does your book suggest a solution, or is it just there for information? Look, it's um, it's fictional, so I guess I've done a lot of research. Um, there's in the UK there is a minister for loneliness in an Aust- in Australia. Um, Andrew Giles, the minister for immigration, 
uh, is is part of an organisation called Ending Loneliness Together. Um, so I guess whilst my book does, I don't know if it would offer a solution, but I guess anybody who feels lonely and reads the book would probably recognise themselves in it somewhere and perhaps feel a moment of solace. For me, books are uh, uh, companions, I suppose. I spend a lot of time on my own. And whenever I have a book, I always feel less alone. Um, and if people read the book and, and kind of think about those moments in supermarkets or when they're out in their daily life and they recognise how lonely they are and they do something about it, volunteering is a great way to combat loneliness, I reckon, or joining groups or, you know, exercising in, in you know, with groups of people. There's lots of things you can do. Um, I don't know if it's a solution, though. Just meditation on just, loneliness. I'll just yeah. tell something. Justine, uh, a few of the Melbourne synagogues now are running connectivity programs for, for yeah. elders and um, those feeling lonely or bored, and they've got um, afternoon teas, movies, outings, and they have lectures. This is a great thing that yeah. uh, they're doing, not weekly, but sort of on, on a fortnightly basis. And one of them is Kehilat mm. uh, Nitsan. Have you heard of them? The conservative group. No. They've got a big mm. uh, program for lonely and bored people. So there's a lot of avenues out there, especially in the Jewish community. And uh, people should look into it. As you said, volunteering is another way of uh, getting out and connecting, going to lectures and stuff like that. You know? I think absolutely. And I think that the idea of tribe or village or, or family is really um, changing all the time. Mm. And, you know, the idea that religion or places of worship can bring us a feeling of connection, um, I think, matter more than ever. It's not about the religion per Correct. se, but yep. it's about feeling connected. Correct. Is, is and part of a community. Because you're on a Jewish radio station, is the book aimed at Jewish people only or, or the general community? You know what? Uh, when I p initially pitched the collection, there were a couple of stories um, that um, talked about um, a small Hasidic community in the north of England. But that story didn't make the cut. That will have to be for another collection. Um, there's one story in there called Chachkis. Um, which is not not really uh, about, you know, there's nothing really in there, I guess, that is reflective of Judaism per se, uh, but I am a Jewish writer and people, I guess, will recognise the humour in it. Um, but it's not, it's, not, it's not exclusively a Jewish book. It's for everybody. Loneliness does not just affect Jews. <laughs> And when is it launched? Launches on Saturday the 14th of October, the Athenaeum Library. Um, the book is available through Australian Scholarly Publishing or bookstores. Is it on a website somewhere that people can have a... People can go to my website, justinesles.com, and find out information about it. 
and um, or contact your local bookstore. Measured Silk and Other Stories is the name of the book. Justine, not only are you a writer and a comedian, but you're also a former chef, I believe. And you wrote this book yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, Fris with Sless. Yeah. How did that sell? You had uh, a number of Yiddish recipes for, for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and all. Tell us your work as yeah. a chef. Yeah, I worked as a chef for a long time, for yeah. about a decade. Wow. Yeah. In Melbourne or...? Yeah, in Melbourne, um, I worked at Sofitel at Epicure Catering when it was around, uh, a few restaurants, bars. Wow. Uh, it's a tough gig cooking, mm. though, really mm. tough gig. Hard yakka. Um, physically. Yeah, yeah really long, hard. Long, long hours. Long hours. Yeah. And you cut yourself here and there. and oh, yeah, yeah. You cut, you burn. Yeah. You don't see many older chefs. Mm. Um, so fresh with less is available at the Jewish Museum. Oh, yeah. oh, I might just add, too, um, that the book is going to be launched by Noi Hassel, who is the CEO of the of Jewish Museum, oh, yeah. um, which will be a pleasure. Yes, yeah. So Fresh with Flesh is available at... Uh, Amazon, I think, had it at one stage. Yeah, it's available at the Jewish, Jewish Museum oh, shop right, as, as well. well. And that's uh, illustrated by my daughter, Ruby mm. McDermott, what I had in mind was my daughter Ruby is a great illustrator. I kind of re- she she's not great at keeping her work, so I was like, let's do a recipe book together, so we can keep your work, you know, showcase it. And it took me so long to get the drawings out of her. I envisaged a beautiful, big, hardback, glossy book, but a year later, I still only had twelve drawings from her, so I ended up with it fairly uh, slim volume of 12 recipes. <laughs> 12 good but ones, that's though. But you know... Uh, sorry? 12 good ones, though. 12 e- good ones. So enduring there's, recipes. There's ma- yeah, matzah crack, the shakshuka, there's a Rosh Hashanah dish, there is... Um, oh, there's all sorts. There's a seared salmon dish, and there's like a playlist. So it's, there's a story behind each recipe... There's a song I suggest you play, well, what, that I play usually when I cook that particular dish, and a drink that is good to have with it, whether it's a strong cup of tea or a single malt whiskey. Mm. Gary, we should tell listeners as well, Justine was the uh, former creative director of the Jewish uh, Comedy Festival for many years, correct, Justine? Correct. And how come you've you've retired out of that, or too busy to run it, or what's the story there? Um, Look, it it was at the point, we ran it for four years, and it really was at the point where I think we were a non-profit, and it's at the point where it really needed a a backer, a bit of a commercial kind of backer with it um, to help it grow, and that was at the same time when I started my master's, and I just couldn't quite pull it off. Um, to, to get somebody to back it and I tried to get some kind of succession plan in place and that didn't happen but when it was on look we had the best time mm. and it was a beautiful showcase and celebration of yeah. um, Jewish comedy really from you know we had international acts local acts mm. Rachel Berger um, I think was on the list 
ostentatious, yeah. all the big machas around town. And tell me, you yeah, did a few yeah. at, at the East Melbourne Synagogue as well a few years ago. We did um, one of the... So on the first year we did the festival, we had uh, 59 performers, wow. 10 events at six locations. And the finale of that festival was, have you heard the one about the rabbi at East Melbourne Synagogue? <laughs> That's, it. That's the one. And we had five rabbis. Three were, it was hard to tell, three were either comedians or real rabbis. Let's not get into the details. <laughs> um, but that was that was such a joyful night. I mean, it was all joyful. You know, we the gala opening at the Glenara Town Hall was just, you know, Rachel Berger and Cedar. It was just an absolute joy, really. And in a way, a mitzvah, you know, because yeah. it gave a lot of pleasure. It gave people opportunity, too. People who'd always kind of had a hankering to do stand-up, we gave them an opportunity. Uh, it was a real level playing field. There was no entry fee. Um, we paid everybody the same. It was, yeah, was was beautiful. It's beautiful. I often wonder if I'd have kept going what what it would be like now, you know? Anyway, you can't do everything. No, you can't do everything. Now, we've been talking with Justine Sless, author of Measured Silk and Other Stories, which is being launched on the 14th of October by Noah Hatzel. I can't remember. Hatzel. Noah Hatzel, CEO of Jewish Museum. Yes. Um, it will be a joyful event. We've got MC Liz Kitch, um, who nobody will know about in the Jewish community. And we've got a band called The Kisses, who are a young band who are joyful and uh, just, uh, yeah, joyful and beautiful and full of... Your launch Full of, um, yeah... Your launch coincides with the uh, referendum vote. Exactly. T- coincidentally. Week. Yeah. Coincidentally. <laughs> I think they should put the referendum off. Yeah. <laughs> launch is more I important. did bring somebody, but, uh, you know, I got a, a, uh, a chat bot and they said computer says no. So. no never mind. <laughs> Gary, are you allowed to give out the address of the where the book launch the is launch. helping? Is it help is. It's... Um, it's Probably more or less sold out. It's at the Athenaeum Library, okay. uh, which is a beautiful, one of the oldest um, private libraries in Victoria. Beautiful. 188 Collins Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can turn up and optimistically get in, but it, uh, it's, it's pretty much at capacity. Well, that's the good um, news, that it's at capacity. Yeah. yeah. And we wish you it's, good it's, luck with it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Great to chat to you, Gary and, and Max. Thank really you. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Um, always a pleasure. Hang on the line. I want to talk to you afterwards. I'll just play, pop this song on. Good luck. And they say break a leg, don't they, Gary? Break a on leg. the launch of anything like that. Yeah, bracha <laughs> Justine Sless, thank, thank you. you very much. Hang on, Justine. I'll put you on hold.
This is 10K Raiders, you're listening to the Gary and Max with Minus Morris, who's away on business. That song playing, Gary, Chabad Hasidim sing that a lot, but they do it a bit, a bit faster. Nyet, nyet, something, I can't translate the next word, you'd be better Oh, nyet, 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 no, no. Something up, something. I don't know, I haven't got the rest don't of the Don't let time. us stay in, in exile or something. I don't know. Could apply to Mr. Putin's <laughs> war tactics. Yet, yet. Chabadniks sing this nearly every Shabbos. Oh, very Around nice. the table with a, f- a flash of uh, vodka or oh, that'll be whiskey yeah. or brandy. No, not so much brandy now. It livens up now. They start dancing. Here we go. Right at the end of the song. <laughs> when they're shicker. When they're shicker. Yeah. Okay, we'll get rid of that. This is 10K Radio, so listening to Gary and Max. If you'd like to call in, 9069-2086 or SMS your message to 0404-556988 and don't forget to put your name on it. We'll just have a message. A word from Molly Meldrum. That was the end of that one. Molly Meldrum, a big supporter of J-Air. Shalom, this is Molly and you are listening to J-Air. And if you'd like to join up... Shalom, this is Molly and you are listening to J-Air. Please be quiet, Molly. If you'd like to join as a member of J-Air, just go to our website, j-air.com.au, follow the prompts to become a member, $54 a year. A bargain. A yeah. We forgot to do all the bits and pieces at the start of the uh, start of the program. Today is the sixth of October, twenty twenty-three. Day two hundred and seventy-nine of three hundred and sixty-five. I can't remember what day of the Jewish year it is. Five seven. It's eight, five, four. And we have Shmini Atzeret starts tonight, light candles at 7.10 for the 22nd of Tishrei. So today is the 21st. The 21st of Tishrei, yeah. 5,784. And Shabbos goes out tomorrow along with Shmini Atzeret. Yeah, as Morris would say, Kof Aleph Tishrei. Kof Aleph Tishrei. He speaks a very good Ivrit. Meishi or Moishe or Morris. He goes by three different names, doesn't he? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Morris who? M&M Productions today are running the show. So yeah. tomorrow you light candles for... Let me see. Oh, it's different different laws tomorrow night because yes, of Yontif yeah. into Yontif Shabbos. The light from an existing flame. Yes, and all that, Gary. And so all what that. times have you got? I've got... Shove, uh, light candles this evening at 7.10. Yes. And you can light candles after 8.09 tomorrow yeah. from a pre-existing <coughs> flame for Simcha's Torah. Which gets you into the Simcha's Torah, yeah. That's because and of daylight saving, yeah. The Yontov ends on Sunday night at 8.10. Mm-hmm, yep. On the 23rd of Tishrei. 
Daylight saving. Oh, Brock and your kishes that daylight saving. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, will end on the 7th of April next year. And the COSV says the Arab is kosher. Should we get a little joke before we get into on this day? Good, good idea. As you know, we've been hucking the humour of the Catskills comedians, Vaudevillians, Broadway, people such as Phil Silvers, Rodney Dangerfield, Don Rickles, Jack Benny. And usually they never had a swear word. Never, among, never, no. Jackie Mason, another classic. Jackie Mason. Yeah. What are the three words a woman wants to hear when she's making love? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> My wife and I went back to the hotel where we spent our wedding night, only this time I stayed in the bathroom and cried. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read that one out last week. Um, the doctor gave a man six months to live. The man couldn't pay his bill, so the doctor gave him another six months. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Why do Jewish divorces cost so much? They're worth it. Ah, yeah. oh dear, oh dear. A Jewish boy comes home from school and tells his mother there's a part in the play. She asks, what part is it? The boy says, I play the part of a Jewish husband. The mother scowls and says, go back and tell the teacher you want a speaking part. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, question. How many Jewish mothers does it take to change a light bulb? Answer. Don't bother me. I'll sit in the dark. I don't want to be a nuisance to anybody. <laughs> They're good. They're yeah. very good one-liners. Short summary of every Jewish holiday. They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. Let's eat. Yeah. We know that one. Fresh with Fles is the book to get. Don't forget, listeners, have a look at that. Twelve recipes she mentioned. Gee. Uh, okay, on this day, we'll just finish up the hour. With, on this day in history, the Battle of Passion in the Battle of Passchendaele in 1917, troops capture the village of Passchendaele in the Third Battle of Ypres after 250,000 casualties on both sides. In 1939, Adolf Hitler, who, announces plans to regulate the Jewish problem. In 1948, on October uh, October the 6th, an earthquake in Ashgabat kills 100,000 people in the Turkmen Soviet Socialist Republic. Uh, in 1949, President Harry Truman signs the Mutual Defence Assistant Act for NATO. And in 51, another bandit, uh, Joseph Stalin, proclaims the Soviet Union as the atomic bomb. Boy, was he a bandit. Killed all his own people. Yeah. For what? Soviet General Secretary, he was. In uh, 1956, scientist Albert Sabin announces that his oral polio vaccine is ready for testing. It would soon supplant Jonas Silk's Salk. Salk's vaccine mm. in many parts of the world. Salk was a, a Yiddish professor, very well known and respected. It was a Jewish guy, wasn't it? Yeah, Yiddish boy. And in more pleasant news, today in film and television... 
The Jazz Singer. Oh, yes. Is launched on this day in 1927 and becomes the first talkie movie starring Al Jolson. Mm, with the famous Colnidra. He does. Yes, and it signified the death knell for silent movies. Mm. Uh, in 1960, Spartacus, directed by Stanley Kubrick and starring Kirk Douglas, mm. a nice Jewish boy, and Laurence Olivier, premieres in New York City. Famous birthdays today, George Westinghouse, American inventor, 1846, Helen Wills Moody, a sports star, American, 1905, Janet Gaynor, actress, 1906, Thor Heyerdahl, explorer, and Hafez al-Assad, the father of Bashar al-Assad, president of Turkey, who was born in 1930, died of a heart attack in 2000. Celebrity birthdays, Richie Benno, we all know Richie Benno, former Australian cricket captain and leg spinner. And great commentator for many years on Channel 9, remember? Yes, um, Elizabeth Shuey, 60 today. Richie Benno died in 1915, uh, 2015. Crikey, that long ago. Mm. Nearly 10 years. Uh, Elizabeth Shuey, actress, is 60 today. Eon Grufford, Grufford, he's Welsh, no doubt. He's 50 today, an actor. And Jeremy Sisto, he's 49 today, an actor, American. What else? What else? Oh, famous deaths in history. Walter Hagen, golfer, died in 1969. Anwar Sadat, president of Egypt, 1981. Betty Davis, actor, 1989. And Eddie Van Halen, great guitarist from the Van Halen, born in Holland. He died in, ni- in 2020. Mm. What have you got, Mendel? Uh, Yiddish history, 21st of Tishrei, Kofal of Tishrei. And they talk about um, the prophecy of Hagar encouraging the building of the Second Temple back in before the common era 353 the year was gary on this day the prophet hagar received a divine message to pass on to zerubbabel son of sheel alel ruler of judea joshua son of jezahazak the ak the high priest and the remnant of the nation he was uh, instructed to encourage them to continue their efforts to build the second temple, the Beis Hamikdash, whose uh, construction had been uh, halted some 17 years prior. So that's all connected with the remnant of the nation, Hagar. They read that in the prophets. Uh, Sha'arit Yisrael it would be probably referred to. Uh, we'll talk about Hashanah Rubber in the second hour, Gary, which is Coming today. Coming uh, We'll have a look at a few other uh, interesting bits of Jewish history for the 21st of Tishrei. And uh, 
It's talking about, let's see, Gary, on the on this day, corresponding to the 6th of uh, October, Raoul Wallenberg. Raoul Wallenberg. Yep, yeah. he became an honorary uh, citizen of the of America back in 1981. But they uh, never found his body. <laughs> they never have, Gary. They have a commemoration each year in Melbourne. B'nai B'rith do a, a big thing for Isn't him. Isn't there a memorial... In Q, yeah. correct, Gary, yes. We'll talk about him on when the, probably in January next year. Interesting story. Also, as I mentioned at the start of the show, the 6th of October was the start of the 1973 Yom Kippur War. I'm going to do a feature on that in the second hour. Uh, also on this day, the Brandeis B-R-A-N-D-I-E-S University was founded back in 1948. I talked about him a few weeks ago, the Jewish uh, attorney. I think he was the first Jewish attorney in America, Gary. Very well-respected man. And uh, you talk about uh, people passing away. Coming up in a few days' time is the Yorzeit of Oscar... Oscar Schindler passed away at the age of 66 on the 9th of October back in 1974. Uh, that's about it, Gary. A few it. little items on Yiddish history. Well, we can gabble on for another minute. We can. Time. We'll mention a shout-out to uh, Eddie Moses, who uh, we mentioned him last week on the show, part of the... Um, Exhibition taking place this weekend, starting today and going right through Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Malvern Art Society Gallery. He's part of the uh, show there. This three-way exhibition um, with Eddie and two other artists, Sue Kelly and Glennis Jack. It's called Three 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 Gary, and it's free to get in. <laughs> It's called 333, all the threes, is the name of the exhibition, and it's there's no entrance fee, running from 10am till 4pm tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, the 6th, 7th and 8th of October. Go down there and support our, uh, our I call him our Gitter Chave, Eddie Moses. We've had him mm. in the studio. We've um, had Eddie in the studio. Very talented man. He is, yeah, from uh, all his artwork and uh, singing. Singer guitarist with our band, one of the bands we play with, Acme Music Company. Nice all round guy. We wish him all uh, the uh, good luck. Hatzlacha. Hatzlacha. Before we break for the hour, another joke from the Catskills. The Harvard School of Medicine did a study of why Jewish women like Chinese food so much. The study revealed that this is due to the fact that wonton is spelled backwards, not now. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Not now, darling. The and there's they a put big on. Co- controversy on the Jewish view of when life begins. In Jewish tradition, the fetus is not considered viable until it graduates from medical school. <laughs> and we'll be back in the second hour. Political system, interviews with international personalities, how we cope economically religion and state, or on a variety of other matters that I think you would like to know about, then tune into Walter's World every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or find it on demand on the JR website. Don't miss it. (laughs) 
Find us on Facebook. Just head to www.facebook.com forward slash J Air Radio. That's two R's. J Air Radio. This is the second hour of 10K Radius, brought to you by MGM Productions, every Friday between 10 and noon. If you missed out on our program earlier, we spoke with author, comedian, creature, general, Justine Sless, who has a new book out, which will be launched on October the 14th. Go to Justine's website. Can't remember the address, but it'll be something like sless.com.au to pick up a, a copy of a book. It's being launched at the Athenaeum Theatre in Collins Street, but you won't get in because tickets have already sold out. But I'm sure it'll be a good read. It's a book on loneliness, and I can't remember the title of it. Can you? <laughs> no, okay. yeah, I'll look it up in a minute. For guess and showing, as we say all the time. They say the seniors' moment. They used to say, as well. Alzheimer's. I don't have <laughs> Alzheimer's yet. I don't think I'll get it. I, I won't remember that I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mendel, you've got a little feature today. Yeah, Hoshana Rubber, Gary. And this is uh, today, the seventh day of Sukkot, and it's the Great Hoshana. It's called because of the seven processions formed round the synagogue. Known, the, the processions are known as Hakophis, with the Lul of an Esrog. You still, we still say the, the Brocha on them today. And uh, amidst the prayers for deliverance, but um, the, it's the last day of Sukkot in, in, in general terms, this minor festival, and you can work and do everything else. And uh, But some people say it's the most important festival. Well, it is actually this day because, I'll tell you why, because it's the final sealing. <laughs> With an S. <laughs> With an S. Uh, because just as the uh, the seven holy days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur served to make amends for each week of the previous year, so the seven joyous days of Sukkot will bring us happiness in all the weeks of the year to come. And this is the this is where it's all what it's all about. The seventh day of Sukkot today. It's called the Great Day of the Call for Help. And as I mentioned, it's the final sealing. In Yiddish, they say it's called the the kvittel. You know, it's signed, sealed, and delivered. Mm. And uh, last night, a lot of the uh, Hasidim in general stayed up all night. 
and they recited portions of the Torah. I think they read the whole book of uh, Devarim, Deuteronomy. Is that right? Deuteronomy. That's it. They read the whole lot. They read uh, the whole book of Tehillim. And after midnight, most of this happens, and they stay awake. And after the uh, recital of the Tehillim, they have the custom of... uh, having uh, the apple dipped in honey and the challah dipped in honey. Sweet, sweet. It's known as a tikkun. Yes, well, of course, a sweet year for every, all the year. Tikkun they did last night, Gary, um, all that reciting of those, uh, all the Tehillim and the Book of uh, the Vorim. And uh, the word Hoshana means please save us or beseech us or something along those lines. The tikkun is um, one of three. There's two other ones, Gary, throughout the year that we do, and you'd know one of them. Shavuos is one that they yeah. stay up all night, the night before. Mm-hmm. And the one, the other one is a tikkun on the leading into the eighth day of Pesach, I think, or seventh, one or the other. I think it's the eighth. They're three times... A year we do a tikkun. Do you eat your Shabbos meal in the sukkah tonight? Yes, without a bracha, because we're st- we're in the in the diaspora. We still eat in the sukkah, but we don't eat Sunday in the sukkah because oh. it's similar story. We have to add an extra day. Well, there's a whole law book on it, Gary. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we eat in the sukkah tonight, tomorrow night, but we don't say the blessing for dwelling in the sukkah. It's a whole halacha there. Yes, the temperature for this evening is going to be 15, mm. so it's going to be cool. Cool, and I think later next week we're going to get some warmer weather around about the 23 mark, but it'll be all over by then. Saturday yeah. forecast maximum of 15, Sunday forecast partly cloudy and 17. And the warmer weather, maybe Wednesday, Thursday. Mm. Never mind, carry on. Anyway, this morning in the shul, Gary, they uh, circled the bimmer seven times with the lul of an esrog in hand and then they recited special prayers as I mentioned Hoshanos and at the culmination of the Hashanas in an ancient rite of profound mystical significance they start belting on the floor five willow branches which are bound together symbolically sweetening God's judgment they call um it's called in Yiddish Huck and Sharnas. You know, you belt in the, on the ground a bundle of five. Some use six, and they're known as Hashanas, uh, all related to, um, you know, <laughs> getting rid of all the old, the old, in with the, the old, in with the new. Something along those lines. Very Kabbalistic uh, ceremony. <coughs> and um, we can also say that, uh, what does it mean? We belt those, uh, the Yaravis, the, the willow, against the ground, casting off the sins as the leaves were beaten off. For this reason, Hashanah rubber can't fall on a Saturday, Gary. Mm. For then the willow could not be used because it would come under uh, work or carrying or something. Uh, what else does it say about here? It talks about the custom of reading the Torah on the night of Ashana Rabbah. 
out of which has grown the custom of meeting socially on that night and reading the anthology known as Tikkun we just talked about for Hoshana Lel Hoshana Rabba. Uh, since the book of Deuteronomy is the last of the five books of Moses, it is recited during the night of Hoshana Rabba last night because the annual cycle of Torah readings is completed the next day. Well, actually, in, in Australia, it'll be on Sunday on Simcha's Torahs. On. That gives you a bit of an insight into uh, Hoshana Rabba. Gary, have you ever been to a service on, on Hoshana Rabba? Probably sometime. When you're a youth, it's something very special. And in fact, the, the cousin wears a kittle, a white robe, as on during the high holidays, you know, it's such, such a very uh, Kabbalistic uh, atmosphere the whole day with the procession and the, the huck and shanas, the willows. It's something special leading into Shmini Atzeris and Simcha's Torah, which I'll talk about a bit later in the show, towards the end of the show, Gary. Okay. And what about we, if we... Um, Play, play some music or I'll play this promo then a bit of music from the London Klezmer that'd be great yep oops better turn the volume up this is oh, Jay Air we're always looking for people with an interest in radio oh it stopped I'll start it again this is Jay Air we're always looking for people with an interest in radio, either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. Head to our website at j-air.com.au. Follow the Get Involved link and click on Become a Volunteer Now. You want to say something? Yeah. Else? Let's, uh, as you mentioned before, the... Uh, <laughs> Everything around um, Yiddish cycles is with food. Very big influence. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> now, here's the question for you, Gary. Why are Kraplach eating on Hashanah rubber? This is a joke? <laughs> no, no, this you is halacha. Uh, Kraplach, as we know, are dumplings filled with beaten. I will stress that word in inverted commas, beaten. Chopped ingredients, usually chopped onions and chopped meat. Uh, because of the practice of beating Hoshanas on Hoshana Rabbah, it is customary to eat kreplach all day today. Whack them in your chicken soup and away you uh, go, Gary. You'll have a... S- bit too <laughs> many carbs for me. <laughs> you can use uh, chicken mince and some onion and a bit of garlic. I can smell it already. <laughs> and... Uh, some have the custom of preparing a special challah for Hoshana Rabbah. The um, tradition has it that on Hashanah Rabbah, the seventh day of Sukkot, as we've been mentioning, the the judgment of God passed on Yom Kippur is sealed by a written verdict. The uh, extended hand that they put on the challah represents the acceptance of the kvittal, that's the word I used before, the receipt or document on which the verdict is recorded the tradition of preparing a challah with a hand fashion of dough on top, probably developed in, of all places, Ukraine, in a place called Volhynia, V-O-L-H-Y-N-I-A. Mm. A lot of 
things came out of Ukraine. <laughs> they still, yeah. and they, st- and it's all happening there still. Yeah, I never used that. Why does the top of the challah prepared for Hashanah Rabbah have a hand on it? Another minhag. Yeah, no, there's mil- many millions of them. Many millions, if you follow Ashkenazi. I don't think Svaradim would do that. More of an Ashkenazi thing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. we'll have more on Shmini Atzeris and Simchas Torah coming up in the show, Gary. Okay. A whole lot to talk about. Nachas von Kinder. Oops. That music stopped in the middle or in the end. Whatever, that was part of it was London Klezmer Quartet with a song called Nachas from Kinder. Supposed to go for 2 minutes 36. We got cheated on the bill. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just for a reminder that Justine Slesser's new book, Measure, is called Measured Silk and Other Stories. Measured silk and other stories, yeah. With well, don't forget her initials beside it. B A M A. B A M A. Both now. Bachelor of Arts, Master of Arts. Well, she's multi-skilled. Author, comedian, and can chef. Don't forget her chef. chef. Yeah, gourmet Kret- chef and Kretcher uh, in the rye. What a what a talented lady, Justine. Uh, and let's play this promo. Enjoy listening to J-Air? Support us and become a member by visiting our website, j-air.com.au. Now, Mendel, an important date in Jewish history. It is certainly, Gary, the 6th of in October. Israeli history, the 6th of October, world, world the Yom history. Kippur. Yom Kippur broke out. Do you remember where you were on this date, the 6th of October, 1973? Um, in Perth, I think, mm. somewhere. I don't remember where I was. It was Yom Kippur. <laughs> you might have been outside playing probably with a soccer ball. <laughs> probably in a restaurant. <laughs> no, I can't remember. Uh, today on 10K Radius, we're going to uh, commemorate the 50th year since the Yom Kippur War of 1973, pay tribute 
because unfortunately 2,700 Israeli soldiers were killed. And I think uh, when you think of that figure, Gary will mention the, the chap in... Uh, the Ballarat resident who lost his two younger brothers in that Yom Kippur War who you met, uh, Avi Gurion, oh, lost yeah. his two brothers. He always spoke about it in the show. An 18-year-old and a 21-year-old. Yeah, tragic. He's never gotten over it, you know, oh, till yeah. this day. Well, how would you? No. So young, they passed away. 2,700 were lost in that war. Uh in the, actually, in the 48 War of Independence, Gary, 4,000 military deaths. The Six-Day War in 1967, 776. I'm paying tribute to all the Israeli f- fallen soldiers as well. And the War of Attrition between 1967 to 71 saw uh, some 1,400 uh, Israeli Defence uh, Forces uh, personnel killed for our nation, Gary. You know, it's a tragic event, and we, mu- as you mentioned, we must never forget. And I mentioned this a while ago, that the in Israel there's uh, something like 40 military cemeteries scattered around, with the main one at um, being located at uh, Mount Herzl, the main military cem- cemetery in Jerusalem. But... Uh, Let's have a look back and see the background of the Yom Kippur War following the uh, lightning victory of Israel during the uh, the Six-Day War of 1967. You had uh, three Arab uh, nations who attacked it, lost a significant portion of their territories to the Jewish nation. Egypt lost most of the Gaza Strip and the Sinai Peninsula Jordan lost the West Bank and East Jerusalem, while Syria lost the Golan Heights. Yeah, now, Egypt doesn't want the Gaza Strip back now either. No, and you... It's probably sp- a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah, Gary, you spoke about a chap called Sadat before. Anwar Sadat. Yeah, his name comes up again here. It was, uh, for Sadat, peace and stability of Egypt was a far more pressing concern than the destruction of Israel. For this, he sought to recover the Sinai as its economic value was beyond dispute, but he was aware that Israel's victory in the 67 war would make any peace terms offered by them unfavorable to Egypt. Uh, Now, to this end, Sadat decided to initiate action to which he sought to avoid in the first place, another war with Israel. He knew that even if the war was lost, it would make the Israelis realise the benefits of peace with Egypt. In 1972, Sadat opened diplomatic relations with the United States to prove his commitment to the new relationship. He expelled some 20,000 Soviet advisers from Egypt. In any case, the Americans were only too happy to gain an erstwhile, erstwhile, (laughs) I never get that word right, ally of the Soviets with unfettered access to the Suez Canal. So that knew that the Americans, uh, that the USA, which was a key ally of the Israelis, would be a crucial mediator for any future peace talks between Egypt and Israel. This move uh, did little to deteriorate Soviet Egypt 
relations as the Soviet Union would supply arms and ammunition to Egypt when the war began. Sadat formed a new alliance with Syria and a new attack plan was formulated between the two with the promise of military support from other Arab nations as well. And uh, the outbreak of the Yom Kippur War, we look at... uh, Strangely enough, Sadat was assassinated on October the 6th. Well, there you go. Age 62, assassinated by fundamentalist army officers. Mm. People you're supposed to trust. Yeah. We mentioned Ramadan. I'm going to talk about this again. The holiest month of the Jewish calendar, uh, Yom Kippur, coincided with the holiest month of the Muslim calendar, which is now Ramadan. By the time of this... Yom Kippur War in 1973. As such, Israeli intelligence had failed to notice the build-up of Arab forces on its border as they were under the assumption that the Arabs would not launch an offensive against them during the month of Ramadan. As a result, most of the Israeli servicemen were on leave then when the war broke out. The war began with a massive Egyptian push from the Suez Canal, which saw them advance into the Sinai Peninsula without any opposition from the IDF. The Syrians, on the other hand, launched a coordinated offensive that coincided with the Egyptian push in the Sinai, threatening to overwhelm the Israeli position in the Golan Heights. It took three days for Israel to fully mobilise its army, by which time both the Egyptians and Syrians had consolidated their gains. But the mobilised Israeli army stopped both from making any further inroads into their territory, even managing to push the Syrian army back to pre-war ceasefire lines. The IDF launched a massive uh, counter-offensive which brought them within the artillery range of the Syrian capital of Damascus and to relieve pressure of his allies, Sadat ordered the Egyptian army to launch a fresh offensive which would mean leaving the safety of their anti-air umbrella. Nevertheless, the offensive failed spectacularly and the IDF retaliated with a push of their own which saw them advance towards the Suez Canal itself. Now remember the United Nations here Gary they uh, came on board, brokered a ceasefire on the 22nd of October uh, which was some three weeks nearly three weeks later but neither side was willing to end the conflict Israel had surrounded Egypt's third army and the city of Suez as far as the war was concerned Israel was well in front at that stage Egypt and Syria on the other hand were avoiding another defeat at the hands of Israel this led to the escalation of tensions between the Cold War rivals between Russia and America and a second ceasefire was imposed on the 25th of October, ending the war. And the it, peace treaty between uh, Sadat and Menachem Begin yep. led to uh, Nobel Peace Prizes. It certainly did with, uh, in 1974, the first of the two Egyptian-Israeli disengagement agreements that saw the return of the Sino to Egypt that was signed, and in 1979, Sadat and uh, the Prime Minister at the time, Menachem Begin, signed that uh, first peace treaty between oh, they Israel. They both won a Nobel laureate. Yeah, they sh- there's that classic photo of them shaking their hands in front of the White House, I think. I can't remember. 
But some president of America was in between them, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Uh, yes, he was, so that was assassinated back in 1981, as you mentioned, uh, during a military parade it was, I think, Gary, yeah? Yeah, in 81. Uh, although no large-scale conflicts between Israel and its other Arab neighbours have happened since 1973, the conflict has now been limited to proxy wars in the region, which continue to every day in Israel. There's never peace with terrorists and shootings and... Ah, Sinistulka Shulam in Eretz Yisrael, Gary. But today, this 10K radius paid tribute to all the soldiers and civilians who were killed in the the Yom Kippur War from the 6th of October till the 25th of October 1973. That's it. Thank you, Max. I'll give you a ta for that. There's more, but <laughs> I'll just have a look and see what... Uh, I'll give you a ta anyway. Okay. <laughs> what? Israel was nearly wiped off the map in that war. Yeah. It's they a tribute. Prepared, they yeah. weren't prepared. They weren't prepared. They didn't think the enemy would attack on Yom Kippur. That's true. But war has no respect no. for religion. <coughs> Shall we play a song? I think so, Gary. We'll put us in a, a Labadika mood, Freilicher Fridays. This is Klezmania, Tale of the Kangaroo. <coughs> years ago I was feeling kind of weary and the horse was going slow when out of the darkness a Kretschmer came in sight didn't need an invitation on this cold and lonely night the voices from within they sang a wedding song the band called out hey Klesma do you want to play along I took out my bass fiddle and I joined the Freilock sound even Sadamars joined in as they all danced around well it on the squeeze box played up and down the scale Label blew the clarinet, could really make it well. Freddy said, Life here is hard, there's trouble in this land. We're heading for Australia, pack your fiddle, join our band. Singing to Reliability. We bought a horse and hitched a drain down in Melbourne town. The food was good, the sun was hot, and we got tanned and brown. We rode up to a pub one day and saw a happy crowd. Mick Tyburn and I was Sheila, playing fast and playing loud. For the word had got around The rouseabouts and cockies They just love that klezmer sound The dance halls ring to the sound of stamping feet We put a bit of klezmer to an old Australian beat Ha 
A lot of Australia aren't in that little ditty. Sound like the Bushwhackers. Remember good the Bushwhackers? Stuff. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Very good band. Gary, yeah. an yeah. interesting fact about the Yom Kippur War. At the start of attack and the crossing of the Suez Canal, there were nearly 100,000 Egyptian soldiers against only around 500 Israeli soldiers. One of the big advantages that the Israelis had was the intelligence supplied by the America with its SR-71 Blackbird spy plane. Yeah. A miracle. It was a real miracle. And a nest in Yiddish. And I remember a lot of people still say that. The Yad Vashem, the hand of God was with us. There was pictures of uh, soldiers putting on tefillin in the desert on tanks, remember? Yeah. You know? It really could have been wiped off the map then. But it was close. Oh, it was close, Gary. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to give you time for some Yiddish a bit earlier today, Gary. Bit of Yiddish? A bit of Yiddish. Why not? And uh, while you're doing that, you can tell us about the membership drive again. I'll play the promo. That's a great idea. We're always having a membership drive. This is Jay Air. We're always looking for people with an interest in radio either presenting your own show or being on the technical side. Become a volunteer now. Head to our website at j-air.com.au. Follow the Get Involved link and click on Become a Volunteer Now. You can volunteer by going onto our website anytime, 24 hours a day. Get some sleep first. Gary, tell the listeners about repeat hours of our show. Has it been changed recently? or oh, I can't remember. That. It's on Tuesday. Tuesday uh, between 1 and 3 at one stage. I think it's still there. Yeah. I'll have a look on the website while yeah, you... Don't forget the podcast will be up later this afternoon. Yes. On all the uh, Facebook pages there, the Jewish Kvetch group and Jewish Friendship group and where else do you put it, Gary? Uh, uh, just on Facebook, uh, but it's uh, several groups... Um, um, the communities of Elstonwick and whatever groups they're called. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, You're asking me hard questions. Here's another hard question. How are the downloads going for 10K Radius? We were record numbers a few months ago. Oh, we had 135. That's not bad, yeah. On one program. Program guide. Let's see what happens on a Tuesday. While you're doing that, Gary, we'll give a shout-out to Bait Raphael. Great organisation. 10K radius between 12 and 2 on I'm 12 and 2. The repeat, in case you miss all the goody bits. They say in French, mille pardon, monsieur. A thousand apologies. Oh. So, <laughs> mille, mille pardon. But we'll talk some Yiddish in a minute. But first of all, I'll talk about Bet Raphael. Give him a shout out, Gary. We haven't for a number of weeks. Bet Raphael, they're here for you. Uh, Bet Raphael, Bikur Cholim. And uh, they've got the 24-7 hospital accommodation at uh, Clayton, Malvern, at the Cabrini there, North Melbourne, at the Royal Children's or the Royal uh, Melbourne Hospital, and, of course, down in downtown Paran at the Alfred. Wheelchair accessible uh, services to get you to all your appointments and medical shuttle services throughout the week. Monday to Friday, call this number, 421 Four zero eight five double two. Big shout out to uh, the coordinator of DL 
DL who runs the show and together with Adina Allen they do a fantastic mitzvah in getting uh, all different a cross section of Melbourne's Jewish community to important medical uh, appointments and Gary you vouch for this in your experience with them they're a great organisation 0421408522 I can vouch for that <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, and it's a messiah. It's only five dollars any trip, one way or return. Uh, my doctor's in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, la, la, la. In fact, I think they're setting up a Sydney branch down the down the track as well. Do they have a similar service in any other countries around the world? More than likely in the big Jewish communities, probably in Borough Park and uh, yeah. Golders Green and all the big. Yes, probably in France too. I think. We can check that out. In one the bigger day. Jewish communities around yeah. the world. In Canada, no doubt, would have. But now let's talk some uh, Yiddish, Gary. Okay, I'll test my knowledge. Okay, it's a bit of a, 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 a marcella hunt in Yiddish. A story. Yeah, it's it's a short one. In the year Finnevin Zibitzik, Nansen Finnevin Zibitzik, is Elvis Presley gegangen to Yisrael for a trip. I don't know the Yiddish word for trip, but I... <laughs> he went, he, he, so Elvis, Elvis Presley went to Israel for, for a, a trip. trip. There's more. Wait. He had seen Yidden, Shocklin Lulavim and Esroigim, and had seen as I essen in the Sukkot. Then he is trickekimmen to America. Hat er gesagt zu Ames Manager Tom Parker, als er geht schreiben an neue Lidl, le Covid Ames außergewöhnliche Trip zu Israel. Und er geht durch Riefen, er geht, er hat es gerieft, ist besser zu sagen. Ich bin vermischt. <laughs> Do you know what I was talking about, Gary? He went to Israel. Elvis, right. Uh, I'll, I'll translate it. You tell me what you thought about he it. He went to Israel at the time of Sukkot. Yep. And he shuckled the Esrog and the Lulav. He saw them shuckling it. Oh, he yeah. saw them He didn't actually shake it. Okay. And? He got back to the States. He saw Tom Parker. That, yeah. that bun did. He was... a. Tom Parker ripped him off completely. A lot of managers are like that. Yeah. So he told Tom Parker, I'll read it, Gary, to you. Elvis Presley, back in Sukkot 1957, had been on a visit to Israel. He was fascinated by all the booths he saw and by the religious men waving their lulavim and etrogim. When he got back to the States, he told Tom Parker, his manager, how wonderful his trip had been. Inspired by it all, he sat down and wrote a great top hit that made him a fortune. I'm all shook up. Oh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, ich bin vermischt. Zuck mir in Yiddish, all shook up. And let's talk about Elvis's maternal great-great-grandmother, Nancy Burdine, was Jewish. Is that so, right? Yeah, that's, that's been documented. And have a look at his... Uh, Tombstone, Elvis's tombstone, Matsova. He's got a couple of little Mog and Dovits in each corner there. And he wore the big uh, big chain Mog and Dovit in his last mm. years of stage. Maternal great great 
grandmother Nancy Burdine. So remember that song, Gary. You might be able to play it. I'm all shook up. Remember, it's been furmished. Furmished is I'll the see word. I can find it. That's my Yiddish stick for today. I've missed out the last couple of weeks because uh, Morris well, has had long twatums. Well, he's not here today. You can have another <laughs> one if you like. <laughs> oh, we'll see what we can do. London Klezma Quartet, Ukrainian Sherola. I don't know this one. Let's have a listen. Listening to 10K Radius with Gary and Max, Gavriel and Mendel. We were minus Morris today. We we're Morris Minor. Morris Minus. He did send a uh, photograph in and said he might try to call if he were too busy. But I guess that's uh, by the by. He did send a photograph in via WhatsApp wishing us a merry Shabbos. <laughs> Merry, that's different. <laughs> happy, happy Shabbos. Wishing us a Shabbat Shalom. You might be in your car driving to all your uh, appointments. We wish you Hatzlacha Panotza and uh, all the only, and Habracha for the new year, sweet new year to the Gansa Mishbacha. Don't eat too much. <laughs> Don't forget the crap, Lech Moshe. Don't forget the crap. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do a couple of shout-outs now. Jewish Gamblers Anonymous, if you or someone you know is being affected by gambling, talk to others who have shared your, who have walked in your shoes. Info at Menachem 0407858585. That's Menachem 0478585585. Kosher Meals on Wheels. Not for profit under the supervision of KA, Kosher Australia, distri- distribution into homes of incapacitated elderly people, hospitals, nursing homes, and others requiring kosher meals. If you have need of kosher meals on wheels service, 
call 0474 215996 or email kmow on wheels vic at gmail.com and just a couple more shout outs the Melbourne Jewish Charity Fund the Melbourne Jewish Charity Fund is a non-partisan organisation committed to supporting all members of the local Jewish community in need the fund prides itself on the uniquely high proportion of donor monies that reach our recipients we I'm reading this from the Jewish News we work directly with those in need to improve life opportunities, reduce homelessness, vulnerability and restore dignity into people's lives. If you need some more information, go to mjcf.com.au or call 85877244. 85877244. And lucky last is Unchain My Heart. Unchain My Heart, Inc., Incorporated, I guess that means. Ugly not, I think they call it, don't they, Gary? Ugly not. Ugly <laughs> not. Ugly not. Aguna is a chain. Yeah, yeah. Unchained My Heart is a coalition of Jewish women's organisations in Melbourne. Its purpose is to advance the social welfare of Australian Jewish women by promoting the successful resolution of a get refusal and providing support and help to individual agunot, chained women. Uh, contact is through Facebook or unchainmyheartoz, A-U-S, at gmail.com. Now, Mendel, shall uh, I play a promo? Or? I'll do one, a couple more shout-outs. Uh, Hatsola, we mentioned them often on 10K Radius. Their number is... 1800-613-613 in a medical emergency and uh, they're a volunteer-based organisation uh, emergency first uh, a 24-7 rapid response times and they uh, proudly assist Ambulance Victoria to protect the the, the, the Kahela us, you know, we're, we're great uh, town Melbourne to have all these services, Gary, as you mentioned in those shout-outs. And yeah. we've got Hatsol as one of the most important phone numbers you need to jot down. 1800-613-613. We'll, uh, we'll go back and talk about um, loneliness, as uh, we, our guest Justine Sless mentioned at the start of the show. And if you are feeling lonely or bored, this this... Oh, great organisation, the conservative uh, shul in Melbourne, Kehillat Nitsan. They run a program, Tikkun Olam, uh, PBI, under the direction of uh, Fran Feldman. You uh, get onto uh, their website or, or ring the shul direct. Or actually, I'll give you Fran's number if you want to contact her, have a look at all the activities you can uh, attend. 0414. Eight double two five eight four. As I mentioned before, they have um, lectures. They've got a book club, outings, movies, lunches, afternoon teas. They've got the lot here, Gary, and they even supply trans uh, transport, mm. which is a great uh, community service. A great mitzvah they're doing for the, uh, you know, if you're isolated or you're 
lonely or bored, get in touch with Fran Feldman at Kahilat Nitsun. Email info at kahilatnitsun.org.au. A great community service that they're doing. So, Gary, we've got about 15 minutes left on today's show and we're with the last days of Yontif. Unless we leave early. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're here till the end, right, till, st- till stumps. Here which, for the duration. Talking about stumps. England Fashbeat last night, Gary. Would oh, you believe it? England in the one day, the start of the one day uh, international. Against New Zealand. New Zealand knocked them off by oh. nine wickets. Nine wickets. They were chasing down 282. I watched most of the game. I didn't watch the end. And the Fashbeat, they didn't have enough. They needed to get well over 300. Uh, Joe Root was out for 77 and that was the end of it they started yeah. tumbling and uh, the opening batsman the kick Besto Johnny Besto did, did alright but he could have done a bit better but it's good good cricket yeah, in India in, India, yeah. on, in the biggest uh, ground in the cricket ground in the world it can hold about 130,000 they reckon Crikey. I saw a bit of it there was about 10 people in the audience <laughs> yeah, because India wasn't day. playing yeah New Zealanders are good. Don't yeah, underestimate very them. Very athletic. Yeah. And determined. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about... Uh, Speaking of determined, the weather has just dropped. The temperature has just dropped to 11.5 Ooh. at the moment. Expecting a light shower and a maximum of 15 today. I better get me beanie out. I put, it, put them away because it's uh, spring. <laughs> spring my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, tomorrow, Shabbos, and Sunday we have Shmini Atzeret and Simchas Torah, the climax of the uh, the festive season. And Shmini Atzeret, the eighth day of the uh, Solomon Assembly, is often thought as the eighth day of Sukkot. Actually, it is an, it's an independent holiday. And I'll, and I'll remind listeners, tomorrow is Yiska. It's set in Shul. And... Uh, the rabbis refer to it as a regal bifnei atzmoh, a separate holiday and required that the Shechech be recited tonight. Candles are lit as, in, uh, as on every other normal sh- Shabbos and Kiddush is recited. And a, re- and a reminder that the Arab is kosher for the 6th and the 7th of October. Mm. 2023, the 22nd of Tishrei, 5,784. Correct, Gary, thank you. In Israel, Shemini Atzeret is combined with um, Simchas Torah. But here in the diaspora, it's it's a one-day holiday marking the conclusion of the festivities and observances of Sukkot. And and as I mentioned, none of the Sukkot... uh, ceremonials apply except the sitting in the sukkah without the bracha we put the lulav and esrog away today uh, it says there in Vayikra on the eighth day you shall hold a holy convocation you shall do no work on it and at a later date the communities in the diaspora added that second day to Shmini Atzeret, which became known as Simchas Torah the festival rejoicing in the Torah and Israel has the one combined day. Now, the question is, why is Yiska recited on Shmini Atzeres tomorrow? Yiska, the memorial prayer for the dead, is recited on uh, four, four holidays throughout the year. On Yom Kippur we did it, on the eighth day of Pesach, 
the second day of Shavuos and tomorrow Shemini Yad The custom of remembering the Neshamas, the souls of the departed on these occasions is first mentioned in the Midrash in a place, uh, Pesikta 20 to be precise, where reference is made to the salvation of souls through tefillah, prayer and through tzedakah charity. Shemini Atzeris, rather than Sukkot, was selected for the Yiska because the last day of each of the major festivals, the Shlosh Regalim, was thought to be the appropriate time for the recitation recitation of the prayer. And uh, this is sort of a bit of a background. Uh, the the, the Yiska in general um, became widespread sometime after the First Crusade, Gary, back in the year 1096, when the names of the martyr dead were read from the record books of the Jewish communities. Originally, it was recited only on Yom Kippur, mm. but was later added to the liturgy of the major holidays. And just as a, a sideline there, the Reform only do it twice a year. They do Yisker on Yom Kippur and on the last day of Pesach. That's interesting. Gary, on uh, Shemini Atzeris, you'll know, you may have heard of this book, Kohelet. I have heard of it. It's hard to work, pronounce that. E-double-C-L-E-S. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, one of the five scrolls was, and according to the tradition, uh, was composed by Shloyma HaMelech, King Solomon, in his old age when he was frustrated and despondent. Its content, often um, pessimistic and a bit depressing, was found to be an accurate uh, expression of the mood of the masses who had just experienced a long holiday period, that period from Rosh Hashanah right through Sukkot, during which much soul-searching was demanded. Some are of the opinion that with the joyous holiday of Sukkot about to end, it was important by reading this book, The Kohelet, to strike a note of seriousness to balance the gaiety of Sukkot. We don't use that word anymore. Uh, so What's keep that in mind. What's wrong with gaiety? I think it's all right. It's You'll offend word. some people. So what? So what? Anyway, let's have a look at Simchas Torah on Sundays. Uh Commencing Motsi Shabbos Saturday night, we have the Hakafas, but the Chabad do Hakafas tonight as well. They do a three-way uh, dance business, Gary, whereas Ashkenazim just do Saturday night and Sunday morning. Simchas Torah means uh, rejoicing over the Torah and was first celebrated in Talmudic times when the Babylonian custom of completing the reading of the Torah in one year was in vogue. The Talmud, however, does not refer to the holiday by that name. It is referred to as the second day of Shmini Atzeret. Simchas Torah is celebrated as a full holiday in the diaspora. As I mentioned, in Israel, it's part of Shmini Atzeret and also the Reform combined as well. They'll be doing theirs combined tomorrow. And there's much joy happening on that day. The concluding portion of the Torah is read many times until all have received an aliyah and this is followed immediately by reading from the first part of the Torah, the beginning 
Gary, we go back and read Barathees, first chapter of Genesis. Jewish tradition did not want to leave the slightest impression that once the entire Torah was read, the people would consider would consider abandoning it. And so the cycle of Torah reading for the coming year was begun immediately. On Simcha's Torah, children are called up as in a group. They put a talus over their heads. And uh, a lot of congregations now, especially the conservative, they call women up for an aliyah. The Torah reading is followed by uh, the processions, the hakafas, the dancing, singing, hand clapping, plenty of whiskies going around, bromfen, and the usual formality of the synagogue is temporarily abandoned. You, you let yourself loose, loose, you put on your dancing shoes, Gary. It's all about uh, the celebration of finishing the reading of the Torah and starting straight away again. It never ends. It, uh, how are we off for time? Well, we've got plenty of time. It's have 11.52. We? So, uh, all about rejoicing. Zman Simchasainu. Now to the control room for a debriefing. That's when you get called up to the Torah, where the final verses are read. Then for instructions on your upcoming mission, we begin reading the Torah again from the in the beginning to remind you that whatever you see out there, all of it extends from a single oneness called God. Talking about Hakophis, the five books of Moses are divided into 53 portions. They're called the Parshas or Parshat. Each week we read one Parsha, completing the entire scroll every year. The cycle begins on the last Shabbos of Tishrei, and ends on Simcha's Torah. We talk about to celebrate on the night of Simcha's Torah. We take out all the Torah scrolls from their Ark Parade with them around the Bima seven times and dance and sing with them. The next morning we call everyone up, including children, to the Torah as we conclude the Torah reading. Then we sing and dance, have a big uh, Suda festive meal at the end. And Gary, I'll sum it up like this. Go find another people that dance with a book. But for Jewish people, Torah is not just a book to study. It is life. Chaim. And for over 3,300 years, we have held tight to it, despite all odds, despite all the wars and the the Yom Kippur War, it has kept us in existence. On Simcha's Torah, they say the Torah is itself wants to rejoice and we provide the legs Amen That's Amen in Tadar language And as Morris would say Am Yisrael Chai (laughs) (laughs) That's dedicated to Moshe Mother calls A man called his mother in Florida Mum how are you? Not good said the mother I've been very weak the son said Why are you so weak? She said, because I haven't eaten in 38 days. The son said, that's terrible. Why haven't you eaten in 38 days? The mother answered, because I don't want my mouth to be filled with the food that you should, should you call. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Over the next coming weeks, Gary, we're going to talk about Jewish care, the fantastic work they've been operating. 175 years caring for the Jewish community of Melbourne. We're going to trace back the year when they started, back in 1948 known then as the Melbourne Jewish Philanthrop 
Philanthropic. 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 Society. You can rain very well, but you can't read English. And their first meeting was at a place called the Rainbow Tavern. I think that was in the heart of the CBD at the time, 1848. Rainbow Tavern. They went to St Kilda Road after Crown Land was grounded. Over the next few weeks, we'll trace their story and possibly get a guest in from Jewish Care. It was known as the United Jewish Overseas Relief Fund at one stage, Jewish Welfare, and now it goes by a whole lot of different names. And uh, here's an interesting bit of news. Back in 2006, the Jewish population of Melbourne was 45,000. Crikey. And and back in those... uh, Not many. It's now 5 million, roughly. 1928, Jewish population of Victoria, 9,000. Anyway, we'll have more facts and figures on uh, Jewish care than fantastic work they, they've been doing opening of the new wings over the last couple of years in Carnegie and the uh, Daryl Cohen wing at Windsor. Anyway that's about all and we'll talk about Francis Barkman Holmes in the past, their their role celebrating. Okay. Gary? Thank you Max. Thank you Morris is minus Morris here hope your business ventures went well and you've been listening to 10K Radius every Friday at 10 till midday. I'd like to thank you for listening. And as we go out with our theme song for the end of the program, we'd like to dedicate this program to the 6 million who cannot tell their story. Have a good Shabbos, a good Yontav, and a good Voch. <laughs>